You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel. Welcome, Hoosier fans, to another victorious episode of the Assembly Call as tonight your Indiana Hoosiers extended their winning streak to five games by knocking off Ohio State 86-70. to uh, This was a game that uh, saw basically everybody who was not Jalen hood Shafino get off to a sluggish start offensively for IU. His shooting kept him in it early and then an absolutely uh, beautiful series of basketball uh, following the under-four timeout in the first half saw IU go on a 15-0 run. And really, over the course of the second half, they just nursed that lead. Never really got it up to 20, at least not that I can remember. Never got it to single digits. It just uh, they kind of hung out in that general, uh, general area over the course of the second half and ended up uh, tying Ohio State in the second half where each team scoring 40 points. But uh, a 16-point victory and a solid home win for IU tonight. That moves their record to 15-6 and on the season and 6-4 and in the Big Ten. I'm your host, Andy Bottoms, and I am here with Ryan Phillips and special guest Mark Titus of Titus and Tate, and we'll break it all down for you on this edition of the Assembly Call IU Postgame Show. And let's start this show the way we start every show, and that is with our Who's Your Proud Banner moment, and uh, I guess the three-and-a-half-minute sequence is, I guess that qualifies as a moment, but uh, IU in the final seven possessions of the first half, uh, at, at coming out of, uh, I think they were up one, Coming out of the uh, under four timeout, so a uh, Trace Jackson Davis miss get tipped back in by Malik Renew. Beautiful reverse from Trey Galloway, a TJD dunk, a TJD hook shot, a TJD miss, uh, but got a, a three from Huchifino on on the second chance. Renew scored with a hook shot, and Caleb Banks with a lob to ice it. So a 15-0 run over the final three and a half minutes of the first half that gave IU that lead that they would not relinquish. Uh, over the course of the rest of the game and it really up to that point had been uh, you know kind of sluggish a, a good game back and forth with both teams going on you know mini runs here and there but didn't really feel like IU was able to get into a groove it was really just Jalen Hutchifino's shot making that was uh, keeping them around and that uh, that segment of play really uh, allowed IU to take control got the crowd into it uh, and then for a little while there at halftime, wasn't exactly sure what the second half may bring as something fell uh, from the scoreboard and uh, caused a delay at the start of the second half. But uh, they started things up. And uh, as somebody as somebody joked on Twitter, Big Ten ref said something falls from the ceiling and may hit someone. That's a play on. So we just uh, move on, and that's how we uh, that's how we do it in the Big Ten. So uh, tonight's banner moment, as always, is brought to you by. It is brought to you by our friends at Homefield Apparel, who is now in their sixth season of sponsoring the Assembly Call, and they're second as the presenting sponsor for the Back Home Network. And as you surely know by now, Homefield has the largest collection of vintage IU apparel that you'll find anywhere, with beloved logos like two different versions of the Bison, uh, as well as the IU women's basketball shirt that recently came out that has proven at least to Jared to be a good luck charm. Uh, did not get a, a final report on whether he did wear that uh, underneath his, his uh his suit to the father-daughter dance tonight. Maybe he'll come on and tell us later. The result of the game would suggest that he did. Uh, but either way, even if you support other college teams, 
like, like the Buckeyes, uh, as, uh, as Mark does here, or you have people in your life who do, Homefield probably has something for them as well. Their product line now extends to more than 120 different schools with unique vintage logos for all of them. And no matter what you buy, you know it'll be comfortable and the colors will last through many washings. Plus, you're supporting an Indiana-based company that came up through Kelly. And what could be better than that? So go to homefieldapparel.com and use our promo code HOME to get 15% off your entire first order. Again, that's promo code HOME for 15% off. Once again, the website is homefieldapparel.com. Wear one for the team. All right, now it's time to move the ball, find the open man, and get some opening thoughts from the rest of our team. And uh, I'll kick it first uh, to Ryan Phillips. Ryan, probably not a ton to rant about this evening, but uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on tonight's game? Uh, you know, I think I think we've got to talk about Jalen Huchifino. Just his first half was incredible. And, and as you stated, Andy, it, it was kind of sloppy. I mean, it was a tight game, but it was a little sloppy both ways. Both teams were really kind of struggling. And and Trace Jackson Davis didn't really get going. He was rebounding really well. And I think he had I think he was four of 10 from the field in the first half. He just kind of struggling to finish. Uh, Jalen Huchifino was not. He dropped 20 points in the first half, seven of nine from the field, six of seven from three. He had all six of Indiana's three pointers in the first half. His ability to make shots and get open, uh, you know, and create space enough to get those shots off was just staggering. And and he had kind of had two games that were a little rough in a row where other guys stepped up. And when he's doing that, and when Trace Jackson Davis is getting a double double, and then you've got guys like Balik Renew sort of plowing through that freshman wall and starting to get back to where he was. He has a pretty good team. And uh Vino's ability to make shots in the first half really sort of set the tone that Indiana was able to build towards and get on that run, as you uh, pointed out in, in, you know, the opener. And, you know, the second half, he only had four points and, and didn't do a whole lot in the second half. But that first half really was, I mean, phenomenal and, and just showed you how talented that guy is and why we should enjoy every moment that he's in an Indiana uniform, because I don't think they're going to be a whole lot more of them. Yeah, I agree. One of the first threes he took was definitely of the no, 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 yes variety. Uh, he scored early, but there was one that I think when I was down eight to two or something like that, he he rose up and took one, and it was like that does not seem like a good shot. But uh, for him, that was a good shot. Uh, all right, so uh, Mark, we'll throw it to you for your uh, your thoughts on the game. Just want to point out that there was some question of of Mark's integrity about whether he was sick before the game, and that would allow him to not show up. We had no doubt. Uh, he is not going to, he is not going to dodge this because I think his overall record, uh, the Ohio state's overall record in appearances on the show is now like seven and two. So, uh, this is not enough to deter him from, uh, from coming on. I, uh, I felt a lot better two hours ago. I will say Andy, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I gotta be honest. I don't remember how the show works when, when I come on, when Ohio state loses that you, I mean, I'm used to like coming on and, and, and patting you guys, uh, you know, on the back and saying it's not so bad. Like Indiana is not that bad. It's all going to be okay. I don't know what it's like to uh, basically watch my team. This is the this is the mo- I. <sighs> I'm going to need a second. Uh, this is the most frustrating basketball team I have ever watched in my entire life. Ohio State, and I and I say this w- without exaggeration. We are a good team. I swear to God, we are a good team. Uh, it's just we don't win games. Um, <laughs> we don't look like a good team for a lot of stretches. Uh, we, we are not mentally tough. We don't, but I swear to God, we're a good team. That's what's frustrating. I like, there's so many times I'm watching this team that I wish we would just suck so I could just turn the TV off and not have to watch. But, uh, yeah, I mean the, 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 that first half is basically what this Ohio state team is in a nutshell, where 
Uh, you know, Trace Jackson Davis is, as you guys are are fully aware, playing out of his mind on a completely different level from what we've what we've seen coming into this game. You know, um, and Ohio State was was doing well. I thought, uh, you know, limiting him, and I thought our game plan against him was great. Even though we were doubling from the ball side and leaving shooters wide open, I still don't understand why we're doing that. But whatever. Um, so I, I was I was like pleased with that. I was like, oh, okay, we're slowing down Trace a little bit. Uh, I thought our 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 guys were were. Uh, you know, handling the crowd well. Like when, when IU started hitting some shots, I felt like Ohio State was responding well. And then the wheels just completely fall off, and we have zero, zero ounce of like, uh, l- let's just weather the storm here. Zero ounce of like how to how to handle a road environment in the Big Ten. Um, I don't know that that first half is 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 the cold, is is exactly what it's like been an Ohio State fan all year, where you're like. I saw so many good moments throughout that entire first half, and yet we're down by what is it, fifteen at this point? Sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> like, how did this yeah. happen? Sixteen and at then, the half. And then I'm like, if, I swear to God, if you cover the score at times, you're like, I don't think we're down that much. And then you uncover the score, and you're like, Yep, okay, down fifteen. Got it. Okay, <laughs> never mind. So, um, I I don't know. I I think like the positive I take away from this is I I think I'm finally done with this team. I think I, I think that's it. I think I've seen enough. I think like tonight I was like, why do I do this to myself? We're not making the NCAA tournament. It's over. I hate everything, but the Hoosiers look good. I will say the Hoosiers are back, so that's exciting. Yeah, I was just gonna ask you, Mark. Are the Hoosiers back? No, but uh, Mark sounds like me with Indiana over the last five years. Just I'm done. I'm finally done. It's over. I'm finally. I'll be here next week for the next show, guys. But I'm done. No, uh, Mark, you, you know, watch all of college basketball for your job, and and what has been different about Indiana for you? Because I mean, they were down, down for a couple games there, and looked for about a month they weren't playing well, and then they had three real bad losses. And then all of a sudden they are playing well, and it's like they found some kind of formula. What have you seen that's, I, that's so different? I actually, I, I don't think Indiana was as bad as as the 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 the, the vibe was around IU. I, I think like the the three losses that were bad. I mean, I I don't know. Like I, I look back on like the the ups and downs of the season, and I think that that three game losing streak to Iowa, Northwestern, and Penn State at the time it felt like oh the bottom's falling out of the season. It felt like the 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 sky True. is falling as it literally was tonight in assembly hall. Um, that's, that was, that was the feeling, but I mean, you go back and you look like part of what made the Iowa loss so bad was like the circumstances, having the big lead, uh, you know, the, the, the questionable calls, all that kind of stuff. But then also that was coming on the heels of uh, Eastern Illinois beating Iowa. And so at the time you're thinking that Iowa is just like a garbage yeah. team. Chris Murray didn't play in that game. So now he's playing, you know, like there's, so there's like certain circumstances where it's like, we're losing to this team that just lost to Iowa, how, or just lost to Eastern Illinois. How is that happening? I don't think I was that bad of a team Northwestern at home again, like through the years, there's no Indiana fan on earth that wants to get comfortable losing to Northwestern at home. Those aren't, that's not a sentence where you say, Oh, that's not too bad. We lost to Northwestern at home yet at the same time, this Northwestern team is not bad. You know, like this isn't, this isn't like a, a horrific Northwestern and it, and it team. is a thing that has happened more than we would care to admit. Yeah. In, in recent years, unfortunately. Yeah. And then, and then Penn state was just, I mean, Penn state was just hitting everything and that's how Penn state is engineered. It's like, we're going to shoot a thousand threes. And if we, if we're hot tonight, we're going to beat anybody in the country. So uh, I don't mean to say that like losing those three games was good for India or anything like that. I just think like, if, if you, if you take like more of a process view at everything, I never really felt like IU was bad. I just felt like, there's going to be ups and downs throughout the season. And that was a little bit of a down. And if they could just get healthy and, and, and not lose their cool about things, they, they bring it back. And I don't know, they, they've been 
Hoosiers are, are, are looking incredible right now. I will say like, it's, it's, I'm, I'm pretty fired up. Cause I'm going to, I'm coming to Bloomington next weekend for the, the Purdue game. And, uh, I, I was going to come to this game tonight. Um, but then I realized basically since I moved out of Indiana, when I was 18 years old to go to Ohio state, I don't think I've ever been to assembly hall and cheered for the home team. I think I've only gone back for Ohio state games. And I was like, I don't want to do that to myself anymore. I want to go back and actually cheer for the Hoosiers because it sucks being a visiting fan there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm, I could not be more excited for that, at least. Like going back next week is going to be crazy because the 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 yeah, I, I think Indiana is looking like the team that we thought they were going to be uh, at the start of the year right now. Yeah, agreed. I mean, realistically, you did your part for Ohio State by going to the Iowa game last weekend. You shouldn't have felt that you had to show up. And do it is true. It is true. Week, I said so. I was going to go for one game yeah. and, and save the program. Exactly. Then... Exactly. You did. <laughs> you did your best. You did your best. Maybe and it's speak... a delayed effect of yeah. saving the and, program. And speaking, yeah. of that, and speaking of that Penn State game, the uh, your your Notre Dame correspondent that you had on Titus and Tate. That's the game to show him if you want to get him excited about Shreve. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Not not telling him to watch when they got beat by Rucker. Um, yeah. So I, I think, as Ryan said, the place to start from a storyline perspective in this game was uh, was the play of Jalen Hutchifino, but really the freshmen in general. They were a story across the game on both sides. You had Jalen uh, end up with 24, I believe, for the game, 24 points, three assists, uh, two steals. Uh, again, only got four points, only took a few shots in the second half. Uh, only one also, turnover. Yeah, but also Malik Renew, uh, 15 points. Eight rebounds, had a number of, of really nice uh, offensive rebounds. Has gotten pretty adept at, at tipping the ball to himself on these rebounds. Uh, three assists for him. Uh, another really strong outing for him coming off of a big game at Minnesota. And on the Ohio State side, uh, Bryce Sensabaugh uh, was was phenomenal as well. A, a tough matchup for anybody. Certainly a tough matchup for uh, the guys that IU was trying to throw at him. He ends up getting 23 uh, really gave Miller Cop a lot of trouble to start the second half. They tried Race Thompson on him. They tried Renew on him. Uh, just about anybody had trouble slowing him down. So this was a, a game that the, the freshmen were such a, a big storyline for both programs. You know, Ryan, I, I know you talked a little bit about uh, Huchifino earlier, but uh, thoughts on, on Renew kind of, as you said earlier, breaking through that, that quote-unquote freshman wall. Yeah, no, he had a couple weeks. And I think it started with, you know, after the North Carolina game where he was just really out of sorts and it was mental. It was, you know, because the guy's got the skill, he's got the size, he's got the power to, to, you know, play at this level. I think it was, it was all confidence and he's just slowly got that confidence back. And I think everybody said, well, he'll get there eventually. He just needs more minutes. He needs more minutes. He'll get there. He'll realize he can play at this level. And that's what's happened. And you you saw that. I mean, this is the best game he's had since, what, like the fourth game of the season or something. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it, he, was relentless in the attack. I think he does need to learn to kick the ball out occasionally. You know, it feels like once it goes in, it is not coming out. It's, you know, everybody should just get an offensive rebounding position because that ball's going up. I don't care. I don't care where he is on the floor. If he gets the ball within 10 feet, it's, it's going up. And, um, but he was successful more often than not tonight. And, uh, really just, you can tell he's worked really hard to get, to get back to a place where he's confident. And, you know, it's gotten to the point now where, you know, Trace Jackson Davis only played 33 minutes tonight. I say only because he's been playing so many minutes. I mean, they could survive with him, with, with Malik and, and with Race Thompson on the floor together and no Trace. I mean, it has it, it seemed for weeks that if Trace Jackson Davis is off the floor, Indiana's in trouble. And getting to that level where you can give him some breaks, given how many minutes he's played and how he's been playing and what he's been doing on both ends, is going to be invaluable down the stretch, especially in games like this where they have a lead. Being able to get him some rest is is going to be huge. And Malik Renew is a huge part of doing that. 
Yeah, Mark, your thoughts on the, the freshmen in this game, really on, on both sides of it. They were, uh, I think, the story for both teams. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. This is the best I've seen Renew play. Um, I mean, you guys obviously have watched him more than I have, but uh, this was, you know, I, I heard you hear a lot about the kid coming in, um, and, and Hood Shafino is obviously the, uh, the the biggest name in this recruiting class for IU. But, uh, you know, Renew is a guy I was aware of, and I've been following the team all year, obviously. And um, I don't know, he's, he's I wouldn't say he was disappointing. He's just been kind of like a, another dude out there for, for the Hoosiers. And, and tonight – uh, I, I finally, for the first time, was like, "Oh, I get it now. I get why why this was this was such a big deal when when he committed to Indiana." Um, as far as uh, I mean, Hood Shafina was awesome to, to in the first half too. I mean, that was uh, that 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 first half was the best I've ever seen him play as well. And he's he's had some really good stretches this year. Us too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that first half was like was incredible and he, he almost looked surprised at times like he, he'd hit shots and like just kind of sit there and like be like damn i can't believe he i, I expected the michael jordan shrug at, at one some point during <laughs> the first half he was so hot um but as far as like sensible man i i i i i'm so sad that we're, we're wasting what is one of the best freshman seasons in ohio state basketball history i mean this is this reminds me a lot of d'angelo russell's freshman year where um, it's going to get lost to the annals of time because the team is so frustrating. And all, anyone, all anyone's going to remember in Columbus about this year of basketball is just how frustrating the team is. And no one's going to remember that Bryce Sensiball um, is just an unbelievably gifted scorer. Um, and he just makes it look so easy on a night like tonight when uh, we have we have so many guys that look like they've never touched a basketball before that like I, I, I was in Columbus and I watched Isaac Likely play the game of his life against Iowa a week ago and tonight he's over one zero point like it's 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 sean mcneil couldn't shoot anything and I, I same thing like i've seen this guy have games where he can't miss um so obviously you know like the road environments will get to guys at times and all that and bryce sensible is just as steady of an influence as there is on a team and for him to do that as a freshman um i i, I don't know i he might be the only reason i continue to watch this buckeye team honestly it's just he's he's so fun to watch he's so so talented um and yeah, it, it is it is wild because uh, the, fre the the freshmen were the story of this game, and I don't think I necessarily expected that. Uh, certainly on Indiana side coming into this one. Yeah, I, I kept watching IU try to throw different guys at, at Sensiball, and then you're just sitting there trying to think about like what is the skill set of the guy that you need to be able to stop him in all the ways that he can score. And got to be big, can, fast, smart. I can, like I, I, mean, was, I was like, yeah, IU just needs to bring OG Ananobi back, and I think that should probably yeah. do it. But otherwise, yeah. there really uh, was no answer for him. I will say – go ahead. I, I, I will say that one frustrating thing I have about this team, I guess, is that, like, we – Bryce – I don't want to put it on Bryce, but um, there there is a feeling of, like, empty calorie scoring at times where I don't necessarily think it's his fault. I just think that, like, when he's in the zone – we we don't do a great job of like capitalizing on that and realizing that that teams are now going to you know double him at certain times and and emphasize their defense you know like play play him differently defensively we don't then like it doesn't like open up other things for the other guys it's just like Bryce Sensiball's out there like in a meaningless exhibition NBA game where he's like just I'm gonna get my 23 tonight and that's gonna be that and it's gonna have no effect on anybody else um and I don't, I don't think it's his fault per se. I don't know if it's the coach's fault. I don't know if it's the other player's fault, but that, that becomes a little frustrating because um, I don't know. It's, it's like, like part of the reason Hochefino probably didn't score a lot in the second half was I'm sure Holtman was like, uh, guys, this guy's not going to miss. Him. Yeah. So yeah. now we're going to overplay him. And then now renews is killing and Trey starts getting his points that he didn't necessarily get in the first half. Um, 
none of that happens with Ohio State and Bryce Sensible. He just goes out there and gets his points. Um, you, I, I sometimes wonder if he even knows what the score is. You know, like if you call a timeout, you asked him, Bryce, are we down 15 or up 15? He's like, I don't know, but I got 21. <laughs> you know, maybe he was covering the score like you suggested earlier. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, so. But because uh, let's be real, I don't know. It feels you know, like we're doing okay. You guys feel yeah. good about it? Or not? <laughs> Outside of that three minute stretch at the end of the first half, it was a pretty even game for the most part. They traded baskets when they did yeah. score, but you know, obviously one team was up 15 in the second half, being willing to do that, but. Yeah, I mean, the Sensible looks incredible, and I the, the only way that anybody, the only way someone on Indiana was going to stop him tonight is if they were armed with a two by four. I mean, he yeah. was just he was going right past and around people and shooting over him. I mean, it was spectacular. But but I think you're right. It's him going off didn't help suing get going. Didn't help no. Bolton get going. Didn't get McNeil better shots. Like it, it was kind of a weird phenomenon uh, that he just he got his and nobody else really played off of it. Yeah, it's been it's been that way kind of all year, and I guess that's why uh, if you're sitting in my seat, you start losing your mind watching this team play. <laughs> you just start going crazy. Like, how are we not? Welcome uh, to the Hoosier bandwagon, buddy. Because this is this was this was supposed to be the unknown of this team was that we had a. I promise I won't uh, keep, hijack the show and keep and, going. <laughs> but th- this was the unknown with this Ohio State team was supposed to be the freshman class because they they were they were highly touted to an extent, you know, like it was, it was a group of a bunch of four-star guys and it wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a John Calipari class that was going to come in and, and go to a final four or anything, but it was a, um, a class that I think you were looking at like two or three years down the road could be kind of special. Um, but certainly this year we weren't sure how much we were going to get out of these guys. Uh, and for Bryce to be the one guy that's now every single night, you can count on him. And now all of a sudden it's like justice suing and Zed key, who I know is Zed's been banged up and i love zed to death um he's just not the same player right now he's got a shoulder injury he's got a knee injury he's got everything else going on um but he's he hasn't been effective really and and in the way he we're, we're used to him being great and justice is is he's a big question mark a, a lot of the time and uh ice likely you know and and sean mcneil are two guys that uh we brought in in the transfer portal to be like you just just veteran sure things you know like we for for all that sean mcneil can't do on a basketball court the one thing you know he can do is hit threes and he's going yeah. to shoot well uh ice likely is a great defender like these, there, there was like this certain level of like you know what the floor is with this ohio state team now if we can get something out of the freshman we could be we could be pretty good maybe um and i guess that's what's frustrating is that by and large the freshmen have delivered or at least bryce has and and um it's the veterans that are that are kind of uh, frustrating and and um yeah that's 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 I, that's why I'm pulling my hair out I guess is because if it, it's flipped on its head it's like usually you're watching a team like this and you're like these freshmen are making boneheaded plays but um instead it's the other way and it's we, we now find ourselves relying on a guy who uh, was not supposed to be a one and done but as as more time goes by is uh, his draft stock just continues to to grow and grow that's the I will say that's the uh, the double edged sword of that is it you know early in the season people are saying well Huchifino can't can't make his own shots you know get his own shot and make it so maybe he does come back for another year and now he's tearing it up and you're like oh yeah. man we got like ten games left with him and it's probably the same with Sensible it's just the better it, it's great that he plays well but at the same time the downside is he's gonna be gone yeah. it's it's a bummer I mean and then the worst part about it is in the name image likeness era you can now start 
deluding yourself into believing like i don't know maybe we could get you know ken nunn to put together a <laughs> nil package <laughs> and keep keep jailing around yeah. i don't know maybe maybe we could see you know like ohio state fans were doing with cj stroud yeah because uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he, he wouldn't declare for the draft and we're like oh no did, did Wes coming, Wexner step up? <laughs> anyway all right well we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we'll hit on some meaningful moments that you might have missed and then go inside the numbers as we continue to break down i use 86 to 70 victory over ohio state you're listening to assembly call stick with us BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hey guys, it's Gene Steratore, CBS officiating analyst and retired Big Ten basketball official. You know, I have never listened to the assembly call, and to be honest, I don't intend to. But if you listen, make sure you ignore anything Ryan says about officiating. He's really good from the seat of his pants, but I wouldn't trust him on the court with a whistle around his neck. Time has proven him wrong on virtually everything. Take care. We'll talk soon. Thank you, Gene, and welcome back to the Assembly Call IU Postgame Show. I'm Andy Bottoms here with Ryan Phillips and special guest Mark Titus, and we are breaking down IU's 86-70 victory over Ohio State. And now it is time for... And today's meaningful moments that you might have missed are brought to you as always by our friends at the Hoosier Ticket Project, where they help individuals and families experience Indiana University athletics events in person for the first time through the generosity of alumni and fans. To learn more about how you can donate money or extra tickets to help create meaningful moments for other IU fans, like the, I think, 90 or so people they were able to send to the IU Ohio State women's game. Sorry, Mark. Uh, you can visit HoosierTicketProject.org. Again, that's HoosierTicketProject.org. Um, it has seldom been a show lately where we have made it out of the first segment and not talked extensively about Trace Jackson Davis. Um, but here we are. And, uh, and Trace, you know, as we think about meaningful moments over the course of, of his play, I think he did a lot of little things uh, well. I do think he struggled uh, at times with the double team. I know Coach was uh, on site. Uh, at the uh, at Assembly Hall tonight and kind of talked about there were times where he was trying to make too difficult of passes uh, out of the double team. There was other times, uh, as Mark mentioned earlier, where the, you know, Ohio State would double from the, uh, you know, the ball side and, and he was able to kick it out to, to Jalen for three-point shots. So ends up with six assists, I think led the team uh, in total in, in assists 
with that, did have a double-double with 18 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. But, uh, you know, Ryan, I'll kind of throw this to you first. Any any specific trace plays that, you know, may have stood out to you or, or little things that he was able to do tonight to be effective on what kind of felt like an off night? But then you look up and he's got 18 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, and uh, and and I think at least uh, a couple blocks as well. So, uh, I guess that's I guess for him maybe that's an off night now, but uh, I, I think we'll still take it. Yeah, I, the thing that stood out to me for Trace was nothing offensively. It was his rebounding early on, and just it seemed like he was skying so high above everybody to grab those boards in the first half. He had eight in the first half, six defensive. I felt like it really when you know Ohio State got off to a good start, and I, I then I thought that Indiana really closed down the the boards and 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 you know made it a one shot. Uh, offense and and I think that that was huge for Indiana and I just saw him you know just in there and it felt like for a stretch of like six trips he grabbed every rebound and it was he and Ray Thompson both just grabbing every board and um I don't know I I think that being able to rely on him to do that when Indiana hasn't rebounded well from the guard spot at times is is huge and it helps them get out and transition fast because of course he grabs the ball and then he's willing to take off now, which is different than the last three years. So that was huge for me. And also, you know, compiling four assists in the first half, moving the ball around, getting it to Jalen Huchifino a couple times uh, off the double and, and, and finding Huchifino open for threes. That, those were the, the things that stood out to me about him. Second half, he got his points. You know, he, he did what he does on the inside. That one he finished where he lost the ball in midair and somehow finished it. And I, I guess it wasn't a travel. I, I don't know, but you know, that, that, that finish uh, was, was pretty great. At least, you know, flat footed falling down um, was pretty great. But, but other than that, it was, it was a workman like performance. It was not a stand. It was a quiet 18 and 10. It felt like, which is weird to say in college basketball. Yeah, absolutely. Mark, you know, you've watched trace for a few years at IU. What, what do you feel like has been different for him this year in in totality but really more specifically during these this last stretch of games uh it, it feels to me like he's trusting the rest of the guys more like he's still carrying the team in a way he has every game he's played for indiana but um this feels like the first stretch where i've seen like trace jackson davis pass the ball out and say like go ahead and like in a way he's not you know this is just me projecting but it feels like he's like i'm passing it to you to shoot it and not because I've run out of options uh, of things that I can do with the ball. You know what I mean? Like that's, yep. that's how it's felt so often watching trace through the years is like, he puts his head down. He's going to try to make his post move. The double comes or he dribbles under the basket, or whatever. And he's basically just kicking it out to repost or something like that. And now the ball's moving with intention. And um, yeah, I, I, I the, the way he's playing right now, it, it basically just comes down to like, if, if Indiana's guards and, and yeah, I mean like if the guards can, can hit shots, hit threes, um, they're, they are going to be the team that, that, that they were expected to be uh, at the start of the season. I mean, like that, they're, they're going to become unguardable at that point because um, it, it is hilarious to, to watch a man who very obviously has one hand. He goes left every single time. He, he, if you tied his left hand behind his back, he would still try to shoot with it just like from his butt. He would just like fling <laughs> shots up from his butt. Um, and he can't shoot from outside the paint. And everybody knows this. Every Big Ten coach has known this for three years, and they still can't stop him. Uh, it's it's incredible. Like, and I, I I don't say that as like a, a criticism of him. I, I just say it. Uh, I don't know. Maybe part of me is like a little salty watching my team. You know, Not do well against do well against him, and he still gets eighteen, ten, and six. Um, but no, I I I'm I'm just so impressed with like 
the, you know, the, the game is coming to him or however you want to phrase it. Like that seems to be like, there seems to be a maturity about the way he's going about it instead of just like, I'm going to, to dunk a bunch and, and, you know, grab a bunch of rebounds. And then, you know, when we lose by 10, I hope that all the people in the media point out that I'm carrying the team, you know, like that, that seems to be like how the Trace Jackson Davis experience has been. And now for the first time, it does feel like he's, he's got like a symbiotic relationship with the the rest of the team. And um, it's, it's, it's been fun to watch on every other night other than tonight, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I thought, I, I thought they really, um, and I'm going to bring coach on for this because he texted a little bit about this in the game. I thought Trace did at times struggle with the double team. And I think he is a guy who was able to defend him a little bit more in the way that a Kofi Coburn used to really muscle him, make it hard for him to score on straight post-ups. And IU did some things to get him at the elbow where either he can put the ball on the floor. They run curls with Huchifino a lot of times coming off of that. And he seemed much more effective uh, in that scenario um, was able to score a little bit off Renew, had a really nice pass to him. Uh, I think when they were playing zone, lobbed it up to him quickly. Uh, or maybe that was just in transition. I don't think that was one of the zone possessions. But um, but I thought Ohio State did do a pretty good job of running aggressive doubles at him, really having Key try to push him out on the court. But, uh, Coach, I'll bring you in as you're walking around the hallowed halls of Assembly Hall to uh, to give us your thoughts on the game. Watch yeah, your head. Watch your head. Trying to, trying course, to get away. I feel, like you're, I feel like you're walking downstairs now where this is probably dangerous. <laughs> I shouldn't be having you do this. but uh, No, I'm trying to get away from some of the noise of the cleanup crew here for uh, a brief report. Uh, Mark, always good to be on the show with you. Uh, <laughs> love love your, your regular show. Uh, uh, and sorry that you, you had to watch that tonight. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I just – Indiana, I thought, played really well defensively. Uh, I thought Ohio State had some dudes that could score, though, early. And and then you guys have already talked about the, the set late run in the, in the first half was just a, a tremendous separator uh, between these two ball clubs. But, man, that sense of ball kid is really good. And, and, and the defensive game plan, as Mark said early on the show, uh, really gave Trace Jackson Davis some fits, and, and Hood Shafino shot him out of that for the most part. And then it opened up a little bit in the, in the second half. But I thought really great effort defensively. Uh, I thought rebounding, uh, Ryan said uh, about Trace Jackson Davis, everyone hit the boards tonight uh, extremely, extremely well. was a big piece of that victory. And uh, Indiana just keeps moving forward. So um, it was electric here tonight. Uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, good energy from the fans. Hopefully a preview for next uh, Saturday. Did they ever call a technical foul in the student section for the, uh, the vulgar chance? At Ohio State. I mean, you just, know, just no class whatsoever. Just zero class. I will have to agree with you 100%. And, and I mean, Ohio, you know, Andy Bottoms lives in Ohio. So our yeah, students need, yes. need to do a better job of understanding that they shouldn't be saying that F word. Uh, yeah. Are we, are, 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 are the IU students not aware that Bob Knight is an Ohioan? I mean, come on. Uh, a little well, history I, lesson, please. Obviously, I, I would guess that many I, of them, I would guess that many of them are not, but that's are not that's aware of that, question. yes. They they tend to no. be a little younger than us. <laughs> I, I'm telling I'm telling you, Mark, the creativity of our our student section needs a a, a boost. <laughs> you know? when did, when These kids today, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, we have no idea how to cheer for our team, so we'll just use the f bomb towards the other team. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, one of the other you know, meaningful moments uh, was was you know put back by Caleb Banks. Uh, in the in the first half, and he had a couple nice plays. I was surprised to see him get in the game. Jordan Geronimo uh, was out, but 
I really thought Banks made a lot of nice little plays for a guy who had uh, largely been for forgotten about to a certain extent. Uh, and it was really his putback, I think, leading into the media timeout where Chris Holtman got a technical that then led to, uh, as every technical, leads to the opponent being called for, uh, or leads to the offending team being called for no fouls for a significant period of time and the other team getting called for a lot. Scared so him. Really, I don't know why you would, I mean, why would you ever not get a technical as you as you go into the game? But um, so, but anyway, so Caleb Banks, uh, again, I was, to get back to my point, sorry about that tangent, um, about, about Big Ten officiating. But, but Ryan, I, I certainly was surprised to see Banks, but thought he really gave some good minutes. What about you? Yeah, my my meaningful moment was at 11.55 in the first half, Caleb Banks came in. I mean, Banks hasn't played meaningful action. I definitely did a double take. He'd been in the game a minute, and I was like, I was like, Zed, wait, CJ Gunn yep. changed numbers? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I did not see that coming. And he hasn't played meaningful minutes in weeks, maybe maybe a month, over a month, and uh, came in, played a significant amount. And, and you know, he, he made some freshman things where he overplayed some things and jumped out on ball fakes and, you know, kind of fumbled the ball a little bit here or there. But in general, as he got into the game, I thought he looked like he belonged. I mean, I don't know if he's going to take steel minutes from anybody, but it was nice to see him get in the flow. And you see the athleticism, you see, you know, the size and all of those things. You see what people, you know, were, were praising about him, especially, uh, you know, over the summer when he was apparently playing really well uh, as soon as he stepped on campus. But, um, you know, he's a guy who's going to have to contribute for Indiana next year, definitely. So it was nice to see him get in the flow and get some minutes. And, and I thought he acquitted himself uh, pretty well. Coach, anything on Banks or other meaningful moments? I don't know how long we have you, so I'll, uh, no, I'll let you if I'm there's a, anything else you want to throw in here. Have I'm going to make it quick. we got a great guest over there uh, who needs to talk a little bit more. But um, Banks was real active with his hands and, and rebounding, and I thought he did a really good job of getting in a defensive stance and being ready to play when his time came. And he said in the press room it was a challenge to wait so long uh, to get in the game and, and that he thought he was getting better defensively. And that's why he had his opportunity. He said he felt he had a, uh, a good feeling about playing. And he said, I just had to be ready when the opportunity presented itself. It's all that's player and coach speak. Uh, but I thought he did that today. And that's good to see. That just adds to the depth uh, as needed if Geronimo is, is going to be out. Uh, so a really good effort. Yeah, you could tell that the freshmen need help in the, in the media room. They're real short with their answers and kind of looking at each other, you know, Caleb Banks, first time he plays, now he's got to go in and talk to the media. He was a little, little uh, shell-shocked uh, in, in there. So, you know, the, the SID, you know, JD needs to get with them and help them a little bit. But it was good to see him have, have his shot. And uh, it was good, five games in a row, fellas, and a tough one at Maryland, and then we're all together uh, here in, uh, in Bloomington. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm going to drive home now and, uh, and relax. So drive safe, enjoy coach. Have a great rest of the show. All right, will do. Thanks, Coach. Uh, so, you know, Mark, as we kind of finish up uh, meaningful moments here, you know, a couple other guys to, to hit on. Just wanted to get your, your perspective on, on these guys as kind of role players on IU. One is Miller Cop, the other is Tamar Bates. Cop uh, has been a guy who's gotten a lot of conversation from IU fans about, mm -hmm. you know, why, why is this guy playing so much? Would, you know, and he, and he has defensive limitations, as he showed tonight. It's not a lack of effort. It's just – Asking him to go try to keep Bryce Sensible in front of him is not a thing that's going to end well for him or any number of other people. Um, but I thought he did, you know, continue to do some little things. Was able to dig down in the post, got a turnover, uh, stepped into a three 
in the second half when he needed to, was able to, you know, make a nice pull-up jumper. And then Tamar Bates, um, also a guy who struggled at times defensively, typically when his shot doesn't, you know, go in right away. You know, we, we've talked about You'll it. You'll see him show. foul a lot. <laughs> he kind of gets handsy and is trying to make too many things happen defensively. And um, But is also a guy that can get hot. I thought he made a nice, uh, you know, the, the meaningful moment for me on him was being able to shot fake, get in and get to the rim for a layup, which is not something you see him do. Uh, a whole lot, but but what is the you know kind of evolution of those guys? You know, sometimes they're you know making major contribu- contributions in the on the stat sheet. Sometimes not so much. But you know, how do you view those guys fitting into uh, IU's uh, hopeful yeah, success I, as they move forward? I think Bates has the luxury of coming off the bench, so uh, the the fans don't expect quite as much. Like, or, or he, he's he's more of a uh, you know, if he, he he's icing on the cake when he's yeah. when he's bringing it and he's scoring and and making plays and all that, it's just a it's a, it's an added bonus. So I think uh, obviously Cop's going to get more of the criticism because he's starting and you, and you're scratching your head when you know he's having nights where he's zero for three or something and and getting burned on the defensive end. You're scratching your head wondering why this guy's starting and getting all these minutes. Um, but I, I think the same thing with him though. Like I think I think they're both similar guys where um, they're capable and and they're certainly opposing coaches and, and and scouting reports before the game are, are spending time talking about these guys because um you know we've seen miller cop get hot at times and you've seen tamar bates uh you know like really go nuts so um i think that really is their function i think like indiana like i said earlier if if the guards are are hitting outside shots and and doing it in in ways that aren't just like trace jackson davis getting doubled and kicking it out like doing it in ways that are like within an offense an actual flow of an offense um that makes that makes this indian offense just absolutely dangerous and at sometimes you don't even need guys to hit shots you just need like miller cop to hit one and then the the defense is like oh shit this guy is i forgot like this guy's a great shooter and then now all of a sudden they're freaking out about the idea of him getting hot i don't know i i think like cop is who he is so i mean like obviously bates um, being younger and 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 being a little flashier and and all that, like he's he's gonna get people a little more excited, I think. Um, but no, I I think both guys play similar roles where um, they can be instant offense at times, um, and you know you just hope that the that the offense they bring can can outweigh the defensive um, problems they might have. But uh, no, I I don't think they're guys though. I I think it's easy to like look at a box score and say, oh damn, Miller Cop. I mean, how many did he have tonight? He only had five tonight. Miller Cop only had five tonight. Another bad game for, but I don't think that's what he's for. You know, like I don't think I don't think you're looking at Miller Cop saying we need 12 points every single night out of you. I think it's like there are going to be a handful of moments throughout this season where we need you to hit shots. Please hit them. Um, I don't know. Like the like the Kansas game was a great example. I remember watching that Kansas game. Uh, very first possession of the game. TJD gets doubled. He swings it over to Miller Cobb in the corner. I think he airballed it. And I was like, well, all right, this is probably how this game's going to go, you know? <laughs> and, then, and then the Hoosiers got ran off the floor. So I, yeah. I think that's like his function on this team is like, uh, there's going to be a few moments in, 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 in some of these games, some of these bigger games. We need you to step up and hit the shots. Um, and, 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 and I'm hoping like he can be that guy. I still think he can. And I think like, honestly, the, the, the fighting with the fan base on the internet or whatever the hell that was, um, I, it kind of reinvigorated him. I don't know. He dunked the basketball not too long after that. It's true, which he did. It's crazy. So you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe that was a good thing in the end. I don't know. Pencil next? Is that what he said? Everybody was. I, I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dug uh, down deep for that one. Really? Yeah. Trying yeah. to bring that back. Apparently. So that's just yeah. that's just good. 
anyway, uh, that's that's hilarious. It's just hilarious. I mean, like that's that's college basketball and the ebbs and flows and all that is like, I mean, yeah, what was that two weeks ago that the the players are fighting with the fans online yeah. and and you know the sky and now all of a sudden it's like five and oh since yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Now all of a sudden, like honest, I I I honestly expect the Hoosiers to be favored against the number one team in the country next week. You know, and like that's, I, mean, I don't know if they will be, but like I, it's gonna be close. I, I think every Indiana fan's going to that game saying like, not only do I think we can win, I think we should win, and if we lose, obviously the context of the rivalry and all that, but like beyond that, I think we're playing better than they are right now or whatever. Yeah. You know, like I, that's what I would imagine Indiana fans are saying, right? Don't you expect yeah, I, to win on Saturday? I expect a really close game, certainly. And I think that right now it tilts a little towards Indiana, given how they're playing. Like I, you know, the problem is, you know, the ED TJD matchup yeah. is, I mean, that's going to be the determining factor. It feels like, and, and he is going to have to hit threes to win that game and defend the three, um, which they've had issues with both ways all season. So it could be a great yeah. game could be, you know, so you never know. It really um, does feel to me like either team could win by 15, which is a total, absolutely crazy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and I think crazy. it'll be close at least at the half. And then I think it'll go one way or the other. I really, yeah. um, as for cop, like there's so many little things that Miller cop does. And the other, the reason he's starting is because he has the respect of every, all of his teammates and the coaches. And, you know, even when he's not hitting shots, he's the guy getting everyone together. You can see he's the one talking mm -hmm. constantly. He's the one grabbing him for, for, you know, huddles after fouls and before free throws and things like that. I mean, he's a veteran who knows what he's doing and he rarely hurts you. I mean, defensively, again, you know, when you're just to have a bad matchup, you have a bad matchup. That's not his fault. He's, he's working hard, but there are physical limitations. You know, a, a guy I compare him to a lot is, is Jordan Holes. When, when Indiana would face really athletic point guards, when Jordan Holes was on the team, you know, there was a good chance that guy was going to go off and, and Holes would just try and make up for it on the other end. Uh, I feel the same way about Miller Cop, and, and I think Cop is, is a guy who works really hard and plays really hard. Uh, there are just physical limitations. I do think they need to run more plays specifically to get him open shots. I've been saying that since he stepped on campus, uh, instead of just having him sort of on the perimeter hunting for a kickout, um, a kickout spot. But uh, and, and then with Tamar, I mean, it, once he sees one go through, he he's he's it's like hitting a power up in a video game or something. He's a way better guy. It's he, he got his mushroom. He's huge, you know, and, um, and and I thought in the second half, that's who he was in the first half. He was I mean, defensively, I don't know what he was what he was thinking. He, he, I, I, there was one part where he just like slapped a guy three times and got called for a foul and looked at the official like, what are you talking about? It's like, tomorrow. I think that was the one where he hit McNeil in the head, right? Wasn't that is, it? That's the, it. Yeah. yeah. It was like, yeah, just looked incredulous. I was like, yeah, you hit a, you hit the guy in the head. I don't know what you, I mean, I don't know what you want. Even the big 10, they're calling that buddy. Yeah. So, um, but you know, both guys are important pieces of this team. And, and I think that, you know, them elevating their games makes Indiana that much better. I mean, and, and the ceiling of this team is not going to be determined by Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen Huchifino. Those guys are going to be right. great. It's right. everybody else elevating their game as they go. And you've seen it during this winning streak. You've seen Malik Renew's gotten better. Tamar Bates had a, what, 21 point game. Uh, Miller cops hit more threes. Like you've seen the other guys start to elevate and that's been the turning point. And to the point where Jalen Huchifino, the last two games, was okay, wasn't great statistically. The other guys stepped up and, and helped him win. So that, that's huge for Indiana, and that's what's going to determine this team's ceiling. Well, and I think more than that, it just hasn't always been the same guy. And it doesn't always have to be, but you've had so many guys. I mean, even Caleb Banks, we talked about that tonight. You know, A lot of guys being able to step in and make contributions, and even though it's not the same guy night after night, uh, if you can get enough guys around them to, to play well, then – 
should be in good shape. So let's uh, go transition to, to stats and go inside the numbers here uh, as we look at the, the win. You know, for IU, uh, the shooting percentage, they shoot 50% from the floor. Most importantly, shoot 50% from three as they continue uh, to really shoot it well from, from long range. Galloway hit another one, was one of three. Uh, you know, got some open looks there. Cop was one of three, but Huchifino is six out of nine. Certainly helps even renew, cashed one in uh, late there. But uh, 50% on twos, 50% on threes, you know, solid from that perspective. Only nine turnovers for IU compared to 17 assists. And when you look at those numbers uh, compared to Ohio State's eight turnovers, but only nine assists. And I think that speaks a little bit to it, whether that was their approach or the way that IU forced them to play, really having to do a lot more one-on-one with uh, with Sensabaugh and, uh, and and trying to play that way. You know, bench bench points favor IU, second chance points favor IU, even though I felt like Ohio State got, you know, quite a few of those. Uh, IU with more points in the paint, you know, a lot of good numbers uh, in, IU's, in IU's favor, which obviously you'd expect in the game they scored 86 points and won. But, uh, you know, Ryan, any, any stats jump out to you uh, that really told the story of this one? I guess I should unmute. That might help. I mean, um, you can if you want. I, yeah, uh, I they, you know they won on the boards, uh, thirty nine, thirty three, and and were able to you know they gave up twelve offensive rebounds, but I didn't feel like that really hurt them that much. Ohio State had sixteen second chance points, but Indiana had twenty three. So I, I think that that was kind of the you know being able to prevent them from running it up, uh, you know, in that way, uh, really helped Indiana. Just once you get a lead, it's about solidifying it and 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 not allowing a team to be able to have a long second. Uh, possessions on defense just keeps you from getting worn out. So I thought that, you know, what was impressive about Indiana is they got the lead and you knew an Ohio state run was coming and they were able to kind of keep them at arm's length the whole game. And I thought that was the most impressive thing we saw, especially college basketball these days, you can go on a 17 0 run and get back into it. And I, and I thought Indiana was able to keep them at arm's length, just doing solid things, playing solid defense, running solid offense and rebounding the basketball. Yeah, and then defensively, IU holds Ohio State to 44% from the field, uh, just 5 of 19 from, from 3. You know, Mark, as you look at that, do you view that as things that IU was really successful in doing defensively to force that? Or uh, um, kind of where do, where, where do you place the, uh, the credit and the blame on that side of things? Uh, I, as a guy who's watched, obviously, every Ohio State game this year we are not this we, we at one point in time and it wasn't that long ago um we were according to kenneth pomeroy.com uh the number one offense in this great nation um and it's almost <laughs> it's almost mind-blowing to think that that could be said about this group of basketball players as you watch them now because uh yeah the nine assist is is it jumps out to me of like i i i like like you're talking about stats that 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 I I'm looking at when I look at a box score, Justice Suing had five points, zero assists, and three rebounds, and um, that's that's just simply not good enough. And that's like that's that's what every Ohio State fan. He is our senior captain. He is the the guy that's been around for a few years now. He is a guy that uh you know as a team we have a team full of freshmen. We start a freshman at point guard, and our best players are freshmen. Um he's the guy that's supposed to be the rock and he's, he's not that. So I, I honestly, man, like I, I think Indiana's defense was great tonight. And I think, um, you know, I, I still do believe that Indiana, uh, this particular team, but also Indiana as a program, I think um, defense should be the identity and that should be the calling card. And that's how they're going to win uh, meaningful games and trophies and, and things that will actually get the fan base excited. 
Um, so like I, 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 that's what has me fired up. Like the part of me that likes to see Indiana play well is I do think uh, there's a better commitment on the defensive end. Um, but honestly, as, as I was watching the game tonight, I just saw like inept Ohio state offense that I'm used <laughs> to seeing from the last few games. Um, and, and it's just, it's just maddening. I don't know what else there's to say. Like ice likely isn't great offensively. I, we knew that when he committed from, when he came here from Oklahoma state, he can't shoot, he can't really, but he's like a savvy veteran. And, and, and as I said, last week I was there, I saw with my own two eyes in the Schottenstein center against Iowa, who I know is terrible defensively. I get all, I understand all these things, but still I walked away from that game and I was like, Oh, cool. Maybe ice can, you know, he found a little offensive spark. Maybe he can, no, not the case. He took one shot, did not score tonight. (laughs) Um, justice did absolutely nothing offensively. Uh, yeah, Sean McNeil couldn't hit anything. I mean, he, the, the the three shots he I think he hit, he was fouled on, which tells yeah, me like on the three. one hand, yeah, the one hand you're like, oh, that's cool that he that he hit those three, but then on the other hand, it's like he probably made them because he was fouled and probably like knocked it off. You know, like, he was going to miss, <laughs> and then the foul made it. You know, like you know, oh five, oh five from three for him was a was a huge um, uh, 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 was a huge so, surprise for me. This this Buckeye offense is just uh is just it's just broken and and we 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 don't we don't have enough pride defensively to you know it's it's it we're we're just a mess and I and I'm done with this team uh until I don't know when's their next game well, then I'll probably turn <laughs> <the team> now. <laughs> at least a couple of days uh yeah. one other one other question for you Mark before we leave leave stats um what 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 are the key stats that uh that, that your dad uh and no, IU fan, dad. coach Titus are, are there like stats that he really hones in on that is like this is this tells the story if they're doing this well they're they're whatever does he have like my dad pet, pet stats that he really looks at my my dad uh gets really fired up about anybody that like Trey Galloway has been uh uh a guy that he tr- has a lot of attention on because um Trey Galloway is a native Hoosier who's also a coach's son. So uh, that I think is the the perfect recipe for my father to like obsess over a player. And when Trey Galloway couldn't hit the broad side of a barn with his jump shot, my dad would lose his mind. So I feel like that's like, that's been, that's been like a, that's been a sticking point for him this year is like, I, I think Trey was three for three from, from three not too long ago and again i forget which game it he was, was yeah it was a couple yeah. years ago yeah so like trey's been shooting better this year and my dad's like really fired up about that so i think like i, I think trey only hit one tonight but um yeah. that's the kind of stuff that gets that gets papa titus going is uh it, it just drives him nuts to i can't tell you how many times he'll um not even guys that play for indiana he'll text me guy like he'll be watching just a random pac-12 game and and they'll cut in and talk about like a guy that's a coach's son, and then he'll just be like, "Do you see this coach's son on, on Cal who can't shoot? What the hell?" And like, you know, <laughs> for some reason he gets fired up about that. So uh, that's probably the stat that that I hear the most about. What what if I don't watch an Indiana game, I just wait for my dad to text me what Trey Galloway's stat line. You'll know exactly <laughs> how the game is going just by your text yeah. messages. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Uh, all right, well we'll take another quick break here, and uh, when we come back, we'll hand out our game balls and the Hoosier Hustle Award, and then we'll uh, look ahead briefly to uh, what IU's got on tap next. So uh, that's all coming up here on the Assembly Call. Stick with us. Hey, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This is Jordan Halls, and I never miss a shot, or an episode of The Assembly Call. All right, thank you, Jordan, and welcome back to The Assembly Call IU postgame show. You can catch us live immediately following every IU basketball game, plus every Thursday night at our website, assemblycall.com. Also, make sure you sign up for our free IU Hoops email newsletter. Over 9,000 of your fellow IU fans have subscribed already. And you can join that for free today at join.assemblycall.com. Again, that's join.assemblycall.com. And I'm Andy Bottoms here with Ryan Phillips and special guest Mark Titus. And we are breaking down IU's 86-70 victory over Ohio State. And now it's time for our game balls, which are presented by our friends at Bloom Environmental, where Allie and James and the crew help folks in southern and south-central Indiana maintain healthy air quality in their home or business. You can learn more at bloomenviro.com and when you mention this ad you get 23% off all of their testing services that 23 of course is in honor of TJD who has been dominating the game balls of late but feels like tonight it is likely that things will go in a different direction but uh, Ryan I'll kick it to you first who gets your game ball tonight yes yeah, Jalen Hushfino for that first half that really set the tone for Indiana he had 20 in the first half 6 of 7 on 3 and then finished with 24 on 8 of 12 shooting 6 of 9 from 3 uh, only one rebound and only three assists, but only one turnover. He had a block and two steals too. Was plus twenty one. I mean, again, plus minus. As we always, as we always say, flawed stat. But in thirty two minutes, he he really uh, set the tone for the game. I thought for Indiana and kept them in it early and allowed them to sort of build to that big run at the end of the first half. You could easily give it to Trace Jackson Davis for eighteen ten and six uh, with three blocks and or with two blocks thrown in there. Uh, but I I I, I got to give it to Jalen. I thought this was his game. Yep, I would agree. Probably a Big Ten stat of the day somewhere in there with Trace Jackson Davis' stat line, but uh, we'll wait and see about that. Uh, Mark, game ball for you tonight? Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with both you guys. I think uh, Jalen carried the uh, the load in the first half, and Ohio State, the game plan was pretty obviously uh, try to try to make someone other than Trace Jackson Davis beat you. Um, and Jalen Hochefino stepped up and said, I will, I will do that. I will beat you. <laughs> um, and... <laughs> Honestly, at halftime, like I know, I know, like uh, Indiana fans can, you know, obviously at times be cynical and, and, you know, think that no lead is safe or whatever. I assure you, at halftime, the game was over. Um, I've seen this Ohio State team. We have zero heart whatsoever. We have zero. Uh, the, the, there were the, the, the locker room was not full of guys clapping, saying, we're all right, guys. We can do this in the second half. We can, you know, it was, it was a lot of hanging of heads and damn, we suck, don't we? Um, so in that regard, like to me, the game was kind of over at half and 
with that in mind, I think the guy who scored 20 points in the first half deserves the game ball. So yeah, I would, I would agree with both you guys. Yep. That is a uh, sound logic. So I'll, I'm going to, we'll make it unanimous. Uh, Jalen Hitchavino gets the game ball, his second on the year, which is actually fairly surprising uh, that he hadn't gotten more, but, uh, but uh, I, I guess when Trace is out there playing the way that he is, maybe that, maybe that makes a bit more sense. All right, now we will transition to Hi, this is Anthony Leal, reminding you to check out our friends at Evansville Security Services. Based in the hometown of IU legend Calvert Cheney, Evansville Security Services has been providing off-duty police officers to businesses and individuals since 2001. In other words, they're in the business of prevention and peace of mind. And remember, prevention cannot be measured. To learn more about how Evansville Security Services can help you preserve your peace of mind by preventing bad outcomes, visit EvansvilleSecurityServices.com. That's EvansvilleSecurityServices.com. All right, so Ryan, I'm going to throw it to you first again. I'll even let you uh, do the honors of, of attempting to describe for Mark what we're usually trying to accomplish with this and then uh, the thought process of how to give it out. It's not necessarily just a, oh, this was the second best player of the game type thing. No. Uh, so I'll, I'll let you, uh, as the wordsmith of, uh, of our show, try to slow uh, down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I, it's basically I mean, I'm not saying who... there's a lot of competition. I'm just, you know. Who set the effort, uh, you know, like who was the, the, the high effort guy for Indiana? Not necessarily as some people seem to think it's, uh, you know, game ball B it's not, it's, it's somebody who <laughs> had the most effort and, and played on some, by some people, I mean, Jared Morris. Um, but, uh, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Caleb Banks tonight. I, I thought seven rebounds, three offensive rebounds, just seeing him get in there. He only played 12 minutes, but I thought he, I thought it was great seeing him get in there and mix it up inside. And, uh, there, there's certainly some other options, but I, I really liked what I saw from Caleb. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to send a, a hustle award his way. All right. Sounds good. All right. After that uh, glowing description, Mark, who gets your, uh, who's your um, hustle award? Caleb, Caleb feels like a good pick. Cause I, I do think a Hulk got a tech in the first half because, uh, because Caleb. Yeah. Because he, Caleb Banks wasn't on a scouting report and he was like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> and then <laughs> lost his mind um, because of that. That's my theory anyway. Um, but I think for, for me, there were two moments when I knew uh, uh, it, it just wasn't Ohio State's night. Um, one was when your your arena literally tried to kill our best player. Um, and and I mean, like, I, 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 that was one of the moments where I was like, this is this is unreal. What's happening? What I'm witnessing. Um, the other one was the Trey Galloway reverse. Uh, when, when Trey hit that and it, it didn't, didn't feel like a fluke. It just felt like Trey being Trey. He's practiced um, that 40,000 yes, times. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was disgusting. Um, I, I hated that so much, but also I was like, damn, that was kind of cool. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I have no idea if that, um, if that is quite fits the, the description of what we're doing here, but yeah, uh, that felt work. like a, that felt like a, I felt like he deserved something for that, some sort of award. So yeah. All right. This is it. All right. Uh, well, I'm going to go a third direction, which means we'll have to let the chat mob try to figure this out, which means that I'm going to have to try to look and figure out who they will say. But I'm going to go with Malik Renew. Uh, I, I just thought he made a lot of hustle plays on the glass uh, that were uh, that were really important. Uh, continues to foul at a pretty high level, uh, but 
you know, what, what are you going to do? Not as not as high level as what Jerome Hunter was doing for Xavier earlier in the year. I looked at his fouls per 40 minutes going into the IU game. It was just unbelievable. But uh, I, I miss Jerome. Yeah. And he's actually family. he's actually settled into a nice role there, although I did yeah. see him pass up a wide open attempt to shoot a three today when I was watching Xavier and Creighton. And I was like, I don't know. What That's Sean a body Miller, double. That is not I don't know Jerome what Sean Hunter. Miller has done to this guy, but this is not the <laughs> Jerome Hunter that I know. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to go with, but I go with Malik. I thought he made a lot of good, uh, made a lot of good plays, was able to give Trace a little bit of rest and, and with Ray still working his way back into form, I just thought he didn't seem to have his legs at times, although he made a couple yeah. of big plays and, and had a nice, he was good run. off the jump. I, th- I thought he defended pretty well off the jump. And then when he came back in again, it, it, he wasn't as quick, I thought, and that's, yeah. you know, he's still working his way back. Yep. I, uh, but yeah, so I'll, I'll go with Malik. Thought he made a lot of good plays, uh, padded the stats a little bit by, uh, knocking down a three there at the end. And, and, uh, so we'll try to, I'll, I'll let somebody in the chat mob attempt to tabulate the votes here and figure out, uh, you know, figure out who it was. I've seen a lot of all three guys in here. So this is, uh, alarming that someone will have to do the, uh, do the tabulation, but, uh, so we'll, we'll let somebody do that. I'll try to keep an eye on it so we can mark it down for posterity as we go forward here. But, uh, all right. So with that, we kind of transition into, uh, you know, lingering questions uh, as we look forward. IU goes to Maryland on Tuesday. Um, the the Terps uh, have been a little bit like IU in that they you know, started off really well, had a pretty rough patch there, have played better of late, uh, winning three of the last four, uh, including today at home against Nebraska. So IU has to travel. They're, they're at home. Um, should be a, an interesting game. You know, Mark, I kind of uh, throw it to you. Give thoughts on anything you've seen on Maryland this year. I know they played at Ohio State a few weeks ago. Uh, you know, what can IU fans expect from them? I, I I've seen Maryland play really good basketball, and I've seen Maryland um, put up some stinkers. Uh, the the UCLA game in particular was uh, was yeah. was tough to watch. If yeah, if anyone was. watched that, and ten, Tennessee before that. So um, yeah, I guess like for me, Indiana's a better team. Indiana's pretty clearly a better team than Maryland. Uh, but but th- this feels like a, uh, I don't know if track game is the right word, but it just feels like a, um, it, it, I, I, my, my hope if, if the part of me that wants Indiana to kind of, you know, settle down and not worry about uh, the, the highs and lows of being back and not being back and, and all that is to not look ahead to Purdue and not start thinking about uh, next Saturday and, and focus on this game. Cause I do Indiana's better than Maryland. I mean, let's just put it that way. Like, and I know uh, it's on the road. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I don't, the, 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 Maryland team that I've seen, I know they took Purdue to like, like Maryland's at their best when it's a rock fight. I'll just put it that way. Like that's the, like when Maryland's like the, the, the Tennessee game, the Purdue game, which they both lost, but like Tennessee and Purdue are probably two of the top, maybe the top two, two of the top two teams in the country. Um, and they were right there against both those teams, but, uh, both of those games were ugly as sin. And um, I, I think for Indiana, it's like, don't fall into that trap too much. Don't make this look like an Archie Miller basketball game. Try to bring some some beautiful basketball to College Park and uh, take care of business and they'll be fine. Um, but at the same time, a win's a win. And if, if it does turn into a game like Indiana had at Minnesota and they have to gut out a game that's closer than you want it to be, then I guess that's okay too. So. Yeah, I think that's ultimately the lingering question is kind of how IU plays with, you know, five-game winning streak, Purdue on the horizon. This is that game uh, in the middle of the kind of trap game, if you will. You know, Ryan 
What, what have you seen from the, you know, I think this is a question that if we've asked it over the years, we'd probably have different answers. Uh, most of them uh, born out of pure terror of an inability to sustain uh, good play. But, you know, what, what, what are the key things that you really look for? Uh, and are there things that you've seen from this IU team in recent weeks that give you maybe a different level of confidence heading into a road game uh, in that situation than, than what we felt in previous years? The first 10 minutes are going to be so important for Indiana to, you know, I mean, I know they lost the first segment tonight, but they were able to sort of rebound in that second segment and just keep the game close as they kind of found their footing. And this team sometimes takes a while to find its footing in games. And so I think that first 10 minutes is going to be really important. I think they're going to need one of the bench guys to step up and hit shots. And, and Trey Galloway and Tamar Bates have not played well on the road traditionally. Uh, so somebody's going to need to get in there. And one of the supporting guys, whether it's Cop, whether it's Renew, whether it's somebody else is going to have to provide a, a lift. Race Thompson, it'd be nice to see some offense out of him. Um, but I think a perimeter guy is going to have to step up and ha- help Jalen Huchifino and, and sort of go against script there because that has not been something that's happened for Indiana on the road very often. So those are the two things I'm looking for. I think, uh, you know, Trace Jackson Davis is going to probably get his, uh, but it's about and, and Jalen will probably hit a couple shots and, and make some plays, but he's definitely going to have to play well. And I think that the there's going to have to be a supporting cast member that steps up. Yep, I would agree. All right, well, we are just about at the end here. I think we have, uh, I think we've hit all the main points. So just a, a quick mercy for Mark here to check. In. Sorry. To check out our friends at Home Field Apparel, use the promo code Home at checkout to get fifteen percent off your first order. And with that, it's time for last call. Mark, we'll throw it to you first for uh, final thoughts on the uh, eighty-six to seventy win for IU. I have a I have a final thought that might seem a little bizarre, but uh, I want to say it anyway. Um, Bruce Thornton is a guy. Uh, start he, Indiana fans probably didn't even know he was out there tonight. Um, he's our starting point guard, a freshman for Ohio State, uh, who I adore. I love this kid. I I I the start of this season. Um, I was so blown away. I was out in Maui watching him play, uh, you know, like it, like Texas tech. And I know Texas tech isn't great, but still like Texas facing a Mark Adams defense as a freshman point guard. Um, and just kind of the composure he was playing with, uh, against a team like that. And, um, we played San Diego state out there too. Same sort of thing of like just how defensive minded, um, that program is and all that. Watching Bruce Thornton at the start of the season, I got so excited for for what he was, and he has just completely hit a wall or fallen off a cliff or whatever. And I am, I am about to just start like, I, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna like just start praying to every god that's out there and something to like get this man back on track. I'm gonna start like going to psychics and out here in Los Angeles or something. I don't know. Um, so I guess like my final thought is Bruce Thornton. Uh, has not been playing great basketball. And and what I want to say to the Indiana fans is uh, this kid is going to stick around for a few years for Ohio State. He's going to be a very good basketball player. And when we play the Hoosiers next, probably not. Did we play you guys again this year? I don't no, know if we just did. This one, I believe. It was just this one. Huh. Oh, interesting how that works. You don't, you don't come to Columbus, <laughs> huh? 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 Something fishy um, going on. But when, when you play Ohio State again and Bruce Thornton has a good game, um, Maybe some of the other Indiana fans will say, uh, who is this kid? Where did he come from? All that. But everybody watching this, all the assembly call people will say, we know who this kid is because Titus told us about him. Uh, I don't know. He, he's just – he's hit a freshman wall, and it really, like, breaks my heart because he's a great kid, and I, I was really fired up about him. And uh, I don't know. That, that's, a, that's a bizarre thing. The other thing I would say is this is my least favorite game of any college basketball season is when Ohio State plays at IU. 
Um, when IU plays in Columbus, I don't really mind because I just turn my brain off and just convince myself that like the red jerseys are Nebraska or something. And I think like we're Ohio State's just playing like another team. But watching like the assembly hall court with the Buckeye players on it, it's just it, it really just feels like my wife and my mistress are hanging out and that should never happen. It's, it, and it's just like very bizarre for me to watch. And uh, I hate it. I really do. I absolutely hate it. And um, I really, really, really hate it when my team sucks and we lose like this. So that's it. That's my final thought. I'll shut up now. Um, I came and I took my lumps. Congratulations, guys. The Hoosiers are back. Are you guys going to be there Saturday, by the way? Oh, Who's yeah, all going Saturday? Uh, yeah. Andy's not going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'll come find you. Um, right. and, uh, Jared's going to be there and coach will be there. I mean, we'll have the whole crew. It's of Andy, Andy's coaching. Yeah. My, uh, uh, I coach my daughter's sixth grade team. We have three games in the span of just over 24 hours that just so happened to fall on that weekend. So the weekend oh, we picked damn. months ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I may, so. I will definitely will you not can't be have at kids. the game. There That's you go. Yeah. I don't have kids. I don't That's want my kids here. In my... <laughs> Kidless right here. That's the lesson. Uh, also I want to get ahead of something. Uh, I'm going to the Purdue game, the IU at Purdue game and Mackey, um, and so I'm going to the game Saturday with my brother and my father, who are both IU grads. And then uh, I'm going to the game in Mackey with my mother, who played at Purdue. And I promised them, I promised both sides of the family that I will cheer for the home team. So I want to get ahead of this. When the Hoosiers play at Purdue, and um, there may be pictures of me floating around on the internet wearing Purdue stuff and clapping for Purdue. Just um, say it's Photoshop, I'm, man. We're good. I'm, I'm cheering for my mother. I'm not cheering for the Boilermakers, okay? That's what's, that's what's happening there. Okay? All right, we'll, we'll let you off All the right. hook for that. Right. I understand. I understand. Moms, moms, are, moms are worth it, so you're good. Moms are important. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, appreciate you, appreciate you coming on, Mark, and uh, enjoy your trip to Bloomington next weekend. And uh, as, as you and said, you'll be able to in. go and enjoy it as a, uh, as a, where you can, you know, just freely cheer for IU and uh, enjoy it in that regard. So uh, have an yeah. awesome and time. By, by, by the way, everybody tune in Monday to find out the next step for the uh, Titus and Tate boys. We're all looking forward to it. I hope, uh, yeah, I hope we have it figured out by then. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> awesome. All right, Ryan, what's your uh, final thoughts on tonight's game? Uh, just a great, uh, a great win for Indiana. I thought it was pretty complete. You had a lot of guys contributing. Obviously, Jalen Hutchfino showing why he's going to be in the NBA next year, and and Trace doing his workmanlike thing. Finally, getting what feels like the. A, a win over Ohio State when our when our favorite guest comes on. Um, but I, I I just think this team is on a roll right now and they need to sustain it. I think that it would be easy with that Purdue game looming to sort of look past Maryland. Not that you should. It's a road game in the Big Ten. But but, you know, there's a lot of focus that's going to be on that Purdue game and a lot of hype around it. And it feels like two years ago when that Purdue game felt like a really big game. Um, and uh, and it didn't turn out well. And so this team needs to just keep its head on straight, keep playing the way it's playing, keep, you know, as as Mark pointed out eloquently, Trace Jackson Davis feels like he's trusting his teammates a lot, and, and they need to trust each other and keep that faith in each other, regardless of what's going on around the program, regardless of what's going on around uh, each of them. That trust in each other and and being able to know that the next guy will step up when you need it is huge for any team. And so they just need to keep that rolling against Maryland and and hopefully they head into that Purdue game with uh, you know just on a complete tear and and we can you know throw down next Saturday. Uh, Mark, I will let you know that a few people in the chat, um, a couple of my favorite comments. Oh no, oh, my no. mother, my mother played at Purdue too, but I'm not wearing Purdue clothes. 
That's uh, fair. Although I think my that's favorite fair. from Jen, what the heck, Mark? She didn't play for the men's team. So that's true. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, it's it's mom. I, I I don't know. I'm 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 a mama's boy yeah, through and through, man. and uh, my mom like she 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 is the most agreeable woman on earth, and just like doesn't. So anytime the IU Purdue rivalry, like my and my dad hates Purdue more than he likes IU, honestly. Like yeah. uh, he honestly probably watches more Purdue games just to like tell me Zach Eady isn't good. He's just tall. Like I get more, you know. I'm like, Dad, isn't IU playing? He's like, Yeah, I don't, I don't need to watch IU. I just want to make sure Purdue, you know, isn't that good. And um, so anyway, my mom has my whole life has just been my mom just getting abused in this Purdue IU rivalry by my brother and my dad, and you know. And, I don't know. And I think I like just through the years, I've just, I don't know. I've, I've just grown a soft spot. So I thought I'd give her one, one day, just like one yeah. day where I was like, mom, I want to go to West Lafayette. I want um, you to, you know, give me, I've, I've, I've had her do it before, but it's been years. And I just want her to like take me to her favorite places and go to the campus and all that. And I don't know. Yeah. I'm a softie. I no, apologize. You're, you're good. So, you're good. You're I just, forgiven, uh, man. I thought the comment was good enough that I, I felt like I had. No, to that is, it, it's fair. It's fair. I totally, it's, that, that, I that's totally how I was growing it, up though. Mom would, mom would be like, I played at Purdue and I would say that I'd be like, I'll, I'll cheer for the women's team. So I did. And when, when Purdue women won at 99, I was very excited for her and I cheered for her and we, we were all very happy, but I was like, no, I'm not cheering for the men. That's stupid. But absolutely. I don't absolutely. know. All right. Anyway. All right. Well, I'll, I'll finish this up. You know, my final thoughts on the game, just a, another solid performance from IU. And I think what you're, you like that you're starting to see from this team is a couple of things. One, different guys are able to step up uh, now. It's not always the same guy. Tamar Bates really stepped up in the Michigan State game and struggled in some of these others. Malik Bernouz played well the last couple games. Jordan Geronimo had stepped up in a couple games, and he's out today, and, and guys are uh, guys are stepping in for him. So just, you know, I think it's a situation where a lot of guys are starting to play with confidence. Um, we talked about Trace having more confidence, in, or, or at least seemingly having more confidence in his teammates. Um, they are, are rewarding him, but also playing more confidently as well. So uh, I think the program uh, feels like it's in a good spot, which uh, traditionally over the last few years is a part when something will go horribly wrong. Uh, but I'm, I'm trying to get past that. I'm trying to get past even tonight when I'm sitting there watching the game with my wife. And, you know, she said something about being a little bit worried that there was still like, you know, kind of too much time left. And I, that was a sentiment yeah. that I've had uh, recently. I should have just let Mark let us know that yeah, there's over say, at halftime. Just... Yeah, should have just texted me out and been like, you yeah, guys are fine. Yeah, <laughs> everything's good. This was over at halftime. Everything's fine. Uh, so anyway, we'll we'll, uh, we'll work through that. But, I, you know, I think you know, a lot of fans are starting to get a little bit more confidence just based on the way uh, the way the team's been playing and, and another good performance. And so uh, another chance to prove themselves on the road coming up on Tuesday before a huge game against Purdue uh, coming up on Saturday. And so it will be uh, interesting to see how they – how they do, but you know, the more games they win, the more that you, you see them being able to deal with success a little bit better and be resilient within the game. Uh, and that was a situation that we just haven't seen. And as Mark described some of the things with Ohio State in the first half where things just really kind of snowballed, I think that's something we've seen from IU in recent years. And this team seems to, at least for now, have worked their way past that and, uh, and, and are able to be a bit more resilient in games, able to put a stop to runs and, and not really, I think the second half was a perfect example of that, never really let Ohio State put true game pressure on IU uh, in that situation, and that's a, a step in the right direction for the program and uh, and for the yeah. team. So, uh, with that, I will close us out. And uh, if again, if you want to see us do the show live and be part of the live chat, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel over at youtube.com/assemblycall. 
Don't forget to go to join.assemblycall.com to join our free email newsletter. Special thanks to Bob Thompson for the music you hear on the show, and special thanks to John Ringer of rigdesign.com for designing our logo. And thank you for listening. We'll be back to talk IU Hoops again with you on Tuesday after the Maryland game. And until then, take it from me, Yogi Farrell. Keep your elbows in and your eyes on the rim. Thank you. Thanks for coming out. I like everything about that. All right. We have a Mark Titus one. We I could not find that. it. Jared sent me a, a, a Dropbox that has him that had him in there, well, and I looked specifically for the uh, one that was you know native Hoosier Mark Titus and what, and I could not I could not find it in there. So. <laughs> we use it next show. Let it let it be known that, that effort was made to pull to dust that one off, but I could not find it. So. Uh, but anyway, well, thanks for Mark, coming, Mark. Appreciate you. Uh, yeah, appreciate you. Yeah, happy on, to. And uh, we're, happy to do it. I know look, there's a lot look, of. Look! 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 I uh, I keep this on my desk. There you time. go. There you go. Right there. It's well worn. My coaster. It's like it's, yeah, yeah. It's I use used. This constantly. So um, yeah, happy to do it anytime, guys. Awesome. Well, anytime. best of, We'll uh, see you Saturday. Man. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I'm fired up, man. It's gonna be so fun. Are yeah, you going? The... Are you, are you going as uh, like a special guest or media, or you just get tickets? Uh, well, so here I, I don't I don't really want to say this like publicly, but oh, the, we the, well the... we're still on the air, so <laughs> oh, really? we're still yeah. we're still live. Yeah, so, don't shut that off. So man. we caught you. We caught you just in time. Yeah, good. I'll tell. I'll talk no. to you later. <laughs> All right, we'll talk. <laughs> All right, even, even uh, we caught you. We're not here. Yeah, we can't well, then yeah. good thing I didn't say it publicly. I'm yeah, I'm um, glad I stopped you um no yeah. awesome so yeah we'll see you uh, it'll be great to have you in town in bloomington when was the last time you were there did you go last year uh i haven't been to i i, I went to the, the the iu ohio state football game a few years ago um but uh i haven't been to i haven't been to a game in assembly hall since uh it was like a jared solinger aaron craft era ohio state oh, yeah. iu game and uh yeah that that that, that's, that must have been at least 10 years ago and wow like I said, it's not. It was a very unpleasant experience being a visiting <laughs> fan. I can imagine it was even worse um, in, in person. It was just so weird because, like, I wore an Ohio State shirt there, obviously, and then, but I'm like walking, like it was, I, I, I don't know. It was like I was going to like my buddy's house, and I, it felt like I was like walking into like a house I was familiar with. So I'm just like kind of going to the kitchen and go. I know where the bathroom is, and I'm like just kind of making myself at home. Like everyone's just looking at me, like. You know, is this why? What who is? Doing? Yeah, what is this guy doing and all that? I don't know. It was like a, and then I almost forgot I was wearing the other team shirt. I it was it was just a bizarre experience, and I, I decided imagine. I never I never want to do that again. So <laughs> I don't think I'll ever watch Ohio State and Assembly Hall ever again. <laughs> we'll bring um, that to this magic for Purdue. That's that's gonna. But be a I'm big one. I'm fired up for Purdue, and it's it's a uh, it's a big deal because yeah, Dad. Um, I don't know. I just like the older I got, and then the further I moved away from home. Um. I don't know. Just I got to a point where I was like, I got to take my dad to Purdue IU game because I don't even know. Yeah. Like the last time he's been to Purdue IU game in a similar, it's probably been the '80s or something. Honestly, like really? He, wow. Like he, uh, yeah, he he. We we didn't we didn't go to the Purdue games growing up. We always watched him at home. So um, I don't know the last time he was there with Purdue games. So perfect. Oh, um, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. Is... I I told him I'll, I'll move heaven and earth. I'll do whatever it takes. We'll get we'll get him in the building and. Um, <laughs> We'll yeah. see what happens. And I hope the Hoosiers win because I don't want to drive home with them. Listening to, <laughs> yeah, that was, listening to his takes. It's never a fun, <laughs> it's never a fun drive awesome. home. Yeah. No. Awesome. All I, right, think, I think he will. I, I think he will. I, I I really do. I'm not just saying that to pander. I think Indiana should be favored. and uh, Not by much, maybe. But, um, 
Yeah, I think the spread yeah. will be close, but I I mean one way or the other. But I think you're right. Those games, it tends to be close and then it winds up being yeah. I mean, last year's at Assembly Hall went down to the wire, but Indiana wasn't as good as Purdue, you know, last year yeah. and, and kind of won that game and then fell off a cliff for a bit. But I, I think that that this year they're both two really good teams with a lot of talent. And I you're right, those tend to be close and then they spread out at the end. And they spread, yeah. Yeah. Um but no, I I think Andy, you made a great point uh, as we were wrapping up there that like the the game like tonight, to me is like what like Indiana to me is back when you win a game like tonight in that emphatic fashion that you want it. You know, like the Purdue game, I I want to, and I'm sure you guys do too. Get out of this like era of Indiana basketball where like you beat Purdue and then decide you're back. You beat the number one team in the country and you're back. Like being back, like the really great programs. They have I mean, a, a, a desperate team like Ohio State coming into your place, like with a must win, and you just beat their ass like that. You know, yeah. like that, that's what that's the mark of like a good program is like consistent you, good play, consistent, not, not stepping like, up for one game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um. So yeah, and the same thing. Like even if you lose to Maryland, don't let that now spoil like the like I don't know. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. Um. So yeah, you got to get to the point where every game is in a moratorium on the program. <laughs> yes yes exactly yeah not yeah. like every game of yeah and i'll let you know when we get to that point but we're yeah, not... i know dude it's so it's so <laughs> it's crazy it's crazy like being yeah i don't know like we've done this for 11 we've done this for 11 I years i don't think it's ever been off of that level even when like they were number one in the country they Probably i remember they lost to illinois one time on a backdoor cut for a layup at illinois and everyone was like fire cream yeah. cody zeller's a bust because he couldn't want and i was just like well <laughs> stop <laughs> like, what? And meanwhile like if you're paying any attention to the rest of college basketball like everybody's losing absurd games yeah. and alabama's yeah. getting Gets blown out of Oklahoma. yeah yeah, but yeah. um, but then if Indiana, you know, that's but that's what I was kind of saying about the Iowa Northwestern Penn State. It's like, I mean, any any season where Indiana loses to Rutgers, Northwestern, and Penn State, it does feel like it must be a massive failure. But context matters, I guess, context. you know. And like you're not. Well, and they got those three bad losses all in a row. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they've been spread out throughout the throughout the schedule. You feel like okay, they had bad. They they walked into a bad yeah. game. You know. But but I mean Rutgers and Northwestern I think are tied yeah, for second. They the, are ten. Yeah, um, he has a half game behind. This him right is, now. So this even is the that world we're living in right now. Even yeah. that blanket statement of like we lost to Rutgers and Northwestern. Yeah, like any other year that's panic button. But like this year, I don't know. They're they're decent teams. So who cares yeah. what their jerseys say? Like I don't know. Yeah. it's not the end of the world. So, um, all right, boys. 100%. Thanks all for right. having me. Hey, Thanks for coming, it. man. Thanks as always. On. All right, we will. Uh, uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks everybody. All right. All right. See, see you guys.